I love this song. You would often hear classic Mekong Delta songs like this one, Em Gai Bien Tay, or The Mekong Delta Girl, or many other ones, often love songs, on the bus to the Delta. It's a very gentle and romantic way of introducing people to this beautiful region. But today, with the and Boba, we are not going to be melodramatic. The lower Mekong River is in its fourth year of drought, with low rainfall, climate change, and hydroelectric dams it is said to cause the worst conditions in over six decades and endangers the livelihoods of up to 70 million people. Vietnam is the last downstream country before the Mekong River emptied itself into the South China Sea, and it is no exception when it comes to water shortage. It is not as simple as turning the tap off to save water in the Mekong Delta though, but also the strategy and techniques involved in growing rice while still ensuring people's livelihood and food security. Besides, how much of the decision-making process in water management is dominated by men, and does it matter? A group of female doctorates from Anzang University are collaborating with farmers and government officials to work on exactly these issues in a small border town district called Dik Bien, home to many marginalized Khmer ethnic minority villages in Anzang province. And in this episode, we are taking you through their journey. We catch up with them before they conclude their research, challenging the status quo in the rural Mekong Delta as they go. If you are new to Vietnam and Boba, welcome! I'm Sen Nguyen. Vietnam and Boba is a narrative journalism podcast which features local voices and perspectives about socioeconomic, cultural, and policy issues in Vietnam to the global audience. Almost anywhere you go in Tinh Bien, you can guarantee to see something being grown or waiting to be grown. This is because the majority of its land is agricultural land, making it the epitome of the Mekong Delta, which is often referred to as the rice bowl of Vietnam. Lying right next to Cambodia, Tinh Bien district is dominated by intensive rice cultivation, with much of the area being double or triple cropped on alluvial soils. But the rich soils are rich no more, not just in Tinh Bien, but the Mekong Delta in general, partly due to state regularization of hydrological extremes, also known as the practice of burying dikes, as well as state promotion of intensive rice cultivation over five decades in the region. And this is bad news for natural wetlands ecosystem. There are some isolated hilly or upland areas across Tinh Bien district where farmers live and grow rice. The majority of people in Tinh Bien are of King ethnicity, but there are some Khmer majority villages, and a lot of them live in upland areas. The gender dynamics across these two ethnic groups have interesting implications for water management processes, according to Dr. Thai Huynh Phuong Lan, head of Department of Rural Development and Natural Resource Management at Anzang University. In the Khmer culture, I uh, normally heard from the um, local uh, people tell me that uh, the Khmer culture, in the Khmer culture, 
a woman is the head of the household. It's quite different from king um, culture. So um, we have both men and um, women in the Khmer groups go to the public space like meeting or training. Um, as, uh, they, they, they both go and women are uh, very uh, active in um, uh, participate in the meeting. Uh, it's very different story from the uh, king culture. For example, if a local district official comes to a Hume family to consult them about using their land to build a water pumping station for the area, the final decision maker is by made by the the wife. The wife said yes, then it's okay. But the the man cannot make the final decision. So, but but I I mentioned this is the at the very low level at the household. But Dr. Lan said there is a difference between Khmer female participation in the household and the participation in the public space, such as water management institutions. It's just in the household level, not uh, the upper level. Upper level, in both uh, King and Khmer, a woman are both under representation in the decision making. For, for the water management. So, yeah, because like when we go to the field, we observe that women are like the Khmer women participate or they are more active in speaking with us. Um, like you say, um, when we talk with the family members, male uh, normally sit aside and then the, the wife talk with us. Um, but like in uh, uh, when we go to the public space in the meeting, uh, some Khmer female also active in uh, discussion. But most of them are um, sit very quietly because they have the problem with language barriers. Uh, they 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 don't feel confident to speak uh, publicly. Uh, but there are also other Khmer women told me like they so they feel unconfident uh, to speak in the meeting because their Vietnamese is not good enough. So they worry that they may be misunderstood. So that's the reason. So um, they just sit very quietly in the meeting, just listen. While Khmer women don't speak Vietnamese very fluently, Dr. Lan said they also lack the tools to communicate confidently in public spaces like district meetings where water management for crop irrigation is discussed and the medium language of those meetings is Vietnamese. The stereotypes of what jobs are considered for what gender also factors in the lack of female representation from both Khmer and King ethnic groups at the table when it comes to matters that concern the agricultural likelihood. Um, I heard a lot from uh, different stakeholders when I interviewed. Um, they mentioned that uh, the irrigation or the water management is very uh, technical field. And it's either the heavy works. So it should be it's more suitable to the interest of male. And that is why the male, the, it, this is why this is, should be the, the male domain. And women 
not suitable to do this kind of work. Uh, that is another reason. And uh, another reason I also found that uh, the, like the water professional are normally trained in the engineering work. They are not trained in um, the social or gender issue, gender concern. So that is the reason why when they do their action plans or their water policy, they're not uh, motivated to mainstream gender issue in their action plan. So that is some reason that uh, influence on the underrepresentation of women in decision making. I have chance to talk with um, uh, one female who are the local official, but she responsible for irrigation work. Uh, in the whole district, um, totally there are 14 uh, irrigation officers, but she's the only one female. And I heard from her story, she do very good job. So that, there's no reason that this is not suitable for full woman. So I think this, this is the job that for both. So why? So that is the, the, the reason I think we, we should not, uh, like, um, labor division in according to, to gender. This, the, the work should be, um, provide to the uh, capable person regardless of uh, which gender they are. When Vietnam and Boba went to Tic Bien to interview farmers there in April, the gender stereotypes of jobs were vocalized by both male and female farmers, like what Mrs. Mui, a rice farmer in Tic Bien, told us. Women cannot take care of this because we don't know about farming. That is a main job. Gender integration in legal documents, particularly legislation, is required in Vietnam according to the law on propagation of legal documents. However, there is no regulation on gender equality at the level of circulars, which are technical instructions that guide the law. As a result, gender strategies and action plans in general, as well as gender equality in particular, are often not implemented. During her research, Dr. Lan said she got asked a lot of the questions. So what? So why do we need more female participation in water-related management issues? I think the most important uh, reason is um, human rights and women rights. And it is mentioned a lot in uh, policy, uh, gender uh, strategy, gender equality of um, we, uh, our, our government have uh, issued a national strategy in gender equality and in which uh, they mentioned that um, women and men should be uh, equal in every sectors, including in water management. Why not? When it comes to working with local government officials in Tinh Bien, she doesn't get um, much obstacle because, like we we work very closely with uh, officer at the provincial level, district, and commune level. Uh, so 
in terms of uh, contacting and discussing with them is not much is not very difficult but i think the difficulty is how to influence on them it, it's very hard like because they they already um believe that this is male church this is the male domain so it's it would be hard i i know it would be hard to make them uh, change in their term of belief As Dr. Lan and her team continue with their project, she said they are bringing out specific case studies of female farmers in Tikbian district who struggle to access water or to keep their voice heard in water management issues in their locality, like that one and only female irrigation officers in the entire district and her challenges climbing up the professional ladder in a male-dominated workplace. She hoped these examples of real-life people will help influence the minds of government officials. Women are contribution uh, are contributing half of the 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 income for the family, for the country. So why exclude them in the decision making? Speaking of female inclusion, Dr. Phạm Huỳnh Thanh Vân, also from Anzang University, is bringing her Women Strong research team and a particular water-saving method for rice crops to Tikbian district with hopes to influence the minds of farmers and irrigation officers there to help ease the blows of drought, low rainfall, and climate change effects while challenging the notion that farmers are slow to adapt to new things. Still, you will see some farmers very active and they want to uh, try the new technique and they want to take part, they want to work with the, um, uh, like the, like the expert or they want to try the new more models of agriculture. But some farmers, they quite um, like they agree with what they have and they normally follow after others. So how do these researchers actually get farmers to engage in a new way when they have been irrigating their crops differently for years? More after the break. You are listening to Vietnam in Boba. In Vietnamese, we call Alternate wetting and drying is a water-saving technique that farmers can use in their rice fields to reduce irrigation water use without lowering production. When you use this technique, irrigation water is applied a few days after the disappearance of the ponded water. This allows the field to rotate between being flooded and not being inundated instead of being inundated the entire time. Sounds technical, I know, but this shows just how complicated growing rice can be, and even more so, to save water, no? Kind of makes me appreciate my daily bowl of rice more. So according to Dr. Vân's report, this technique has been shown elsewhere in Asia to reduce water demand by 15-30%. to 30%. It has also been shown to be effective in reducing methane emissions and improving overall profitability of rice cultivation in earlier trials conducted in Vietnam, including in Anzang province a few years ago. So we would like to introduce this technique to the local community. Uh, to be honest, this technique is not the new one, but previous research uh, 
happen in terms of the um, the household level, if not the community. And for my, for our project, we would like to do it at the community level. Uh, that means many households work together uh, to apply uh, this technique. Rice plants need a lot of water when they're growing, but not the entire time during their growth. So the technique allows farmers to find the time the rice crop needs water and the water retention level of the soil, depending on the rice variety and other external factors like evaporation. Then we do the experimental and to demonstrate with the local farmer to show them the uh, the ability, the potential of this technique, how to be applied in this area. The technique works differently in different soil structures. With sandy soil, for example, Dr. Vân said you might need to pump more water in because the soil with a lot of sand retains water poorly compared to soils with a lot of silt or alluvium, for example. And knowing how long the soil can retain water can help save it. So we would like to discover the, the ability of the soil at different area the ability to store water and and then to tell farmer okay look at this in in this uh, in your area the soil can can store water for 10 days or 10 days or more than that so you don't need to pump water uh, at this time so you don't, don't uh, some farmer just because normally the Farmer just like uh, they have the regulation, just pump water for every seven days. It uh, it doesn't depend on the water level in this uh, right area, but because that's the time to pump water, you know, uh, every seven days they they get water in the rice field, and they doesn't uh, pay attention on. Okay, my field still have water. I don't need to get water in. Maybe this time I stop, and that, and next time I will get water. But the the local farmer uh, do not do that. They just do it every seven days. Yeah. In Tik Bien, the local irrigation management has a water pumping schedule and farmers depend on this schedule to get water for their crops. Dr. Van said farmers in Tik Bien pay 180,000 dong or around $8 to water 1,000 square meter of their crops. The amount they pay is calculated based on how big their rice field is and not how much water they get. This means they can get as much as they want. So this is not necessarily the best option if and when water needs to be saved in times of drought and scarcity. Uh, officer of the irrigation, um, like say department, they also know because if you pump more water, it's costly, you know. So, but the difficulty is how to decide the water level for the big area. Because you know the geography is not flat, so if you are the manager of the irrigation system, you have to be um, make sure you uh, you you pump enough water for the the farmer in the up 
a little bit higher, and also uh, not much for the water、uh, for the farmer in the lower area. Getting farmers to join wasn't easy because there are more at stake for them. Ven and her team began the experiment with the current water shortage narrative, asking farmers、uh, about the、uh, now and future. Maybe、uh, not enough water for you to grow rice. Have you heard about that? And they willing to share first. Okay, I hear that on the TV. On my friend, I hear the the water run upstream now less and less. And I say, okay. So what we going to do? If you would like to grow rice, so can we go with less water? Because、uh, in the future, if、uh, water go、uh, getting less and less, and what should we do? Should we just like to open the the situation for the farmer think about that first, and let they decide? Okay, you would like to work with us. If you work with us, we can try. I not say this one is good, but if you try to do this, it may be good for you and your community later. Okay, so I would like you and、uh, one or two your friends. If you can go back and ask your friend to work with us, it would be good. And about ten days later, I have a group of farmer to work with. When her team visited farmers' families to pick their interest in the research project, Dr. Van noticed the gender dynamics at play. Women do take charge, but not in an obvious and immediate manner. I went to the family and I talked with both women and men,、um, because、um, I asked first. Ah,、uh, the, the the husband come to talk with me, and I I I I look inside the house and I invite the wife come to talk with me too because we women. So I say, okay, okay, can you come to to sit here and and talk? And they very friendly. They they just come to talk. Also, they sometimes they keep silent, but they still smile, you know, and listen to their husband. And I think for the smile, sometimes that means a ring for 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 the yeah yeah because I just say okay, chị 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 đến đây này chị chị ngồi chị nói chuyện này hả chị rồi and and she just smile and I think um but I think it good enough if you push her in the situation to ask her to make decision at this time maybe maybe it not good because. Sometimes the, the woman in the culture, woman are a little bit shy, and they can make decision later on, but not directly in the meeting. So I I just want to invite her for her to get the awareness of what we going to do, what I going to discuss with her husband, and later on I say, okay, if you think it's good, can you talk with your friend? Gradually, they managed to recruit a total of 80 households in Dingbin districts, or about 80 farmers. They offer compensation to farmers for the portions of the crop the researcher uses for their experiment, on top of technical training. As of mid-June, Dr. Van's team is still waiting for the lab result to calculate the technicality of things like 
the amount of water farmers can save applying this technique and the technique's interactions with the soil structure. But she is planning to take other farmers to see successful experiments to learn and interact with them while also letting farmers sharing their needs with the researchers, letting the entire interaction process be as organic as the rice plants the farmers grow. Maybe it's good if the researcher like me or all my friends can tell them, but sometimes it's better if they can listen from all the farmers because they have the same situation and easy for them to share. When I ask if she hopes the technique can be applied in a much bigger geographical area than Thich Bien, perhaps even in the entire Mekong Delta if possible, she said, It's so ambitious, to be honest. <laughs> Just some area, some potential area. It's not the, the whole Mekong Delta. If the whole, because, you know, if you want to apply this technique, there are some conditions. Yeah, there are some conditions to be followed. It might not be the most effective if one farmer wants to save water using the technique, but their neighbor's crop are still being pumped excessive water in it. White conditions need to be in place for this technique to work, like the right rice varieties and how closely farmers will agree to work together and the communication and collaboration between the farmers and the water management authorities in the local area as well. As we speak, Dr. Van hopes the experiment will continue in other rural districts like Chiton in Anzang province, giving farmers an option to be part of the collective movement to battle drought and worsening climate change effects in the Mekong. And for my thinking, it's better if this technique can be expanded in Chiton district where they have the uh, similar uh, natural condition with the bee. Because you know, in Anyang, two districts, Chitom and Tendi, they have similar situation. And also, uh, the, the, the people living there, so there are a lot of Khmer people. So I think we do in, in Tendi and we hope later on we can uh, do more in uh, Chitom. Yeah. Dr. Van and Dr. Lan, good luck with your research. That's all for today from Vietnam and Boba. This episode was supported by Sustainable Mekong Research Network, a Bangkok-based initiative for research and policy engagement. This show is written and produced by me, Sen Nguyen, and edited by Zhang Pao. Stay tuned for more story behind the headlines. Thank you for listening. Come back soon. This is Vietnam and Boba. Bye.